0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk, your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta
1: Braves. Welcome to Atlanta Baseball Talk, show number 487. Today is Wednesday, September 30th, 2020, and my name is Steve. I'm joined by both Hammy and Curtis, and folks, please help out the show by telling your friends, sharing links, and writing reviews. If you don't, the Braves strike out 22
2: times in the game. (laughs) Uh, I can't take it. There's no more places for bruises on my body as all those strikeouts (laughs) added up.
1: All right, folks, in tonight's show, we will discuss, well, the only thing that there is, game one against the Reds. But first, a quick break. 18 plus all right so guys uh, the braves actually won that game (laughs) (laughs) i I mean i'm not even like playing podcast here i still can't believe it like i just can't believe it like i look on the i look at my app bad app and it says braves lead the series one zip Uh, Uh, it's just like you know this doesn't happen and yet it it happened
3: Honest to God, there have been several times over th- since the end of that game until now where I was like I became pissed in my head just convincing myself that they lost. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they try to I mean, in a, some in some ways at certain times. Yeah. But uh
1: and look, we were all very positive on Sunday night show with our predictions and predicted the Braves were gonna win it and all that stuff. But we have been, you know, uh across text to each other the last couple of days being like Oh my God! Yeah. oh my God, this is a disaster. A this A puddle. Isn't gonna work
2: out. That's it. we yeah. cannot enter. I cannot enter the postseason stable emotionally anymore as a Braves fan. It's just I'm a wreck, and well, and, and the in the cartwheels that I'm doing in my mind about we've got this, we've got this. Oh my God, we we're gonna lose, and just the you know the <laughs> the text threads of despair that were going back between the three of us yesterday <laughs> of just like of not even wanting the game to happen. Right, You know,
1: and, you know, in fairness, it's been since 2001 since they won a series. We have only known misery and that's no hyperbole.
3: Well, the Reds out, I mean, they outbraved the Braves in this game today. I mean, that game, that was like game four of last year or... So many other times when the Braves had a million chances to win a game and ended up losing it somehow. Um, and you wonder, I don't feel sorry for the Reds, certainly, but um, it's I can't imagine the angst I would be feeling if I was a Reds fan right now. Yeah. Well,
1: well at that start by Bauer. No, right. Yeah. I well, take that back. I can't imagine.
2: You can imagine. <laughs> you know exactly what that feels like, yes. um, and that's you know Snicker said that in his post game. He's like, um, "Thank God we got a win because we expelled a ton of energy, right?" And and yeah. we've been on the other side and to expel a ton of energy and then not win, it takes the wind out of you pretty bad. You know, I mean, certainly the Reds are feeling that, and obviously they've got another great pitcher coming tomorrow. So there's only so much wind it can take it out.
1: Yeah. But yeah. All right. So. <sighs> So let's walk through the lowlights and more importantly the highlights of this game. And I mean, it was an odyssey. So much happened. So let's start with the top of the first, and Freed giving up two hits on the first three pitches of the game. And I'm like, here we go.
2: Yes, this is why I was nervous yesterday.
1: This, right, exactly. <laughs> this is really happening, and it's happening like in a flash, like Game Five last it's year. It's like this is I a blink. Yeah. and there's two guys on base, and our guy who's supposed to be a stud can't you know get an out and all that stuff and then he bears down and even with you know men on second and third gets out of it and and we're on our way you know i mean like it was like that alone was heartening that he was able to recover yeah and
3: honestly not to understate the obvious but um if you felt like that was the key to the entire game, right there, it, because as we saw, the Braves didn't score at all. Um, so if he gives up a run or two in that first inning, you felt like even knowing the outcome, you felt like the Braves were going to lose um, before they even came to bat. That if he gave up a couple of runs in the first inning, that it was doomed. And it all on the in the opposite that Freed was able to get out of that. You could tell it sort of cleared him of all his jitters, and then he became Max Fried, who we've watched all season long and was brilliant for the rest of his time in the game. Brilliant.
1: Brilliant. So bottom of the first, the one thing I remember there was Freddie crushes that ball and Castellanos, who is no defensive gem. No, <laughs> makes that like amazing over-the-shoulder catch. And it's also like, here we go, right? We can't even catch a break there. Like I was like that at the bottom of the first. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: i love so that every reaction is oh my
2: god here we go we again do. yep yep um i was reading the, the of text of the thread, I, I was reading the Sorry. text thread just from you guys during the game and just without you know anything else it's a lot of like bummer bummer <laughs> f word f word double f word <laughs> but that's all it is there's nothing else in there like if you didn't know
1: Yes, that is accurate. (laughs) Um, So then top of the second, Freed is a new man and goes one, two, three, three ground outs. He's so much sharper. Like you said, Kurt, it's like he got rid of his jitters and all of a sudden he was, he was peak Max Freed from this season. And, you know, that was the first time that I felt good. Like I was like, okay, Freed's here, you know, and, and he can go toe to toe with Bauer. Yeah. And that's what we saw, right? Um, you know, Ozzy gets on with an error, but of course gets stranded. Third inning, lots of more good pitching, lots of strikeouts.
2: Freed was he went, I mean, he had that same delivery, same release, everything. And it, it felt like you were guessing if it was going to be two feet off the plate and out or like top right corner fastball. I mean, it seems unfair. Like, I don't know how as a batter, how you you hit him if you're right handed.
1: Well, and his curve was working so well, not just his 12 to six curve, but, you know, the one that would fall just at the to the, you know, at the top of the strike zone.
2: Yep. Yep. Um, he got some great strikeouts on that one. Yeah, he really did.
1: Uh, Right. The fourth inning, Freddy's that hit by pitch and Ozzy that slow rolling infield hit. But of course, strikeouts and that fifth inning, just one, two threes. I mean, nothing happening. And then the sixth inning, and we start to get into the Reds and their aggressive or, you know, reckless base running. So one out, Castellanos single, followed by Vado single to left. Castellanos decides to go to third. Duvall makes that perfect throw. And Riley,
2: Amazing. Austin
1: effing Riley. Tag. Who makes this, you know, right. The the first of many, many clutch clutch plays in the field. Yeah, that great tag that in real time it it was like, oh my God, how close is that? And then you see it in slow motion. And he was out by like two feet.
2: Two. Yeah. Yeah. But just I mean, just the I mean, not that it was so close, but just the sort of the way he caught it, the angle that he was coming in, to make the catch cleanly, just turn around and make that tag. Regardless of how close the runner is, it was just really a great play. And so clutch. And and changes the entire tenor of that inning. Yeah. And a horrible decision.
3: And I know oh, that sure. you're trying to make things happen. You never make outs a third.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's true. And and I get it, right? They are not a great offensive team, and they're trying to force stuff. But, yeah, that that was not the place to do it.
3: And the funny thing is they're not a good offensive team, but they were the ones applying the pressure the entire day. Like they had base runners all over the place, it felt like, and we didn't have any. I mean, you, you, that was the thing. It's like, okay, Max is holding them down. Max is doing such a great job. If we could just get something going against Bauer and we were unable to do anything, even when, oh, I mean, I know you will get there, but even when Acuna let off with a double, it it just could never, you know, form any sort of momentum
1: offensively. Did you yeah. mention
2: the 21 strikeouts? Did we cover that part?
1: <laughs> touched, that was, on it. touched on. It was it. a bit of a momentum killer at times.
2: <laughs> it was. You could just say, and then the inning ended in strikeouts for every inning, just have that on loop.
1: Yeah, well, and the bottom of the sixth was no exception, right? Acuna leads off with that double. Hardest hit ball off of Bauer all season, 111 miles per hour off the bat. Friday moves him to third and then a pop out and a strikeout later. Mm -hmm. The inning's over. So we get to the seventh and more madness, right? So Freed's still pitching, one out, and then a single followed by a hit by pitch puts men at first and second. A ground out, and now it's first and third, two outs. And then, like, a poorly executed little league game breaks out. Because with Kyle Farmer at first, he attempts a steal at second and gets such a terrible jump. I still don't know what happened because Darno's throw arrives at second. And, and he's halfway like, there. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like halfway there. Like, what? But so, and then Aquino is asleep at third, even though the throw has gone down to second. So they start a rundown on Farmer, and then Aquino decides to break for home. Freddie throws home. Rundown ensues there. Riley lays out and tags him, you know, a few feet from home. Ending the inning, ending the threat. More heroics by Riley. Crazy! What a great, bonkers uh, seventh inning. So good.
3: I mean, were they, do you think that they were trying to do a double steal? I mean,
1: is that what? I think that they were trying to do the throw down to second and the guy breaks for home. I mean, yeah. like, you know, like in Little League, but they just, I mean, both ends of it and were, that never were that, screwed that, up. That,
3: I mean, it's not like the catcher's going to throw it into center field like in Little League. (laughs) Well, I mean. This does not work on the major league level, especially in a And I mean, I get, again, it's a crazy game and it's just locked down and you're trying to generate any run you possibly can. But if it was a double steal, that was possibly the worst constructed and
1: executed double steal in the history of Major League Baseball. With two outs, no less, right? You got to be safe at second and not make the play at home. Right. Well, that's the other thing, is it
3: was almost like, I guess that's, they were hoping, because if the run scores before they tag out the runner between first and second, it scores.
2: But if that was the thinking,
3: Aquino really
1: did not execute. Yeah, just crazy. (laughs) I mean, you you know, uh, A-Rod, who was unbearable all game, as usual, had a good line that was something along the lines of, there's there was so much wrong with that. I don't n- even know how to talk about it, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it, it and that was right.
3: Well, and it I mean, it, seriously, it harkens back to so many postseasons where the Braves had b- base running blunders. You know, <laughs> I mean, it really was they were like stealing our postseason playbook.
1: Well, and that's the thing. Look, the strikeouts were the strikeouts, and I think there is some mitigation around it because the shadows were bad. I mean, it wasn't all just tremendous pitching and it's 2020 over aggressive hitters. Like they broke records with the strikeouts, right? It wasn't it, you know, there was, there was extra to it, but aside from the strikeouts, the Braves like played immaculate defense. The pitching of course was unbelievable. Like what a great game they played.
3: Yeah, it was as riveting as, as anything I've watched in a long time
2: for real
1: and something we, won we would that. not have said if it was one zip the other way yeah, yeah.
2: and you know um i don't know i mean it's just like it's and it's so funny how baseball is right just how razor thin the margin is and but we you know we hung in there did not buckle our bullpen did what it was supposed to do our starting pitching did what it was supposed to do i mean obviously the, the offense didn't carry us like we did but we did what we were supposed to do and we won late and our best player carried us i mean that's how it. That's probably the playbook for more wins like this in the postseason, right? And well, so, right. It,
1: it, I mean, it was the thinnest of margins, right? And you expect the best offense in baseball to put up more offense, but it did truly follow the blueprint of starting pitching keeps you in the game, bullpens the strength, offense wins it when you get into their bullpen. Yeah, it just took a long friggin' time. More of that,
2: please. It was and <laughs> just just the striking out so much and just. You know, you're Kurt, you said it. They just had so there was a lot of traffic out there on their side, and you're just waiting for them to get two across and know that we were just going to falter down the stretch, right?
1: And, and we haven't even really gotten to the traffic that the Reds had on the uh, on the right. yeah, sorry, <laughs> in the extra innings. <laughs> I mean, my God, so Bowers through seven, looking amazing. Um, Freed's done after seven. So seven innings, 0 one, zero runs, zero walks, six hits. Unbelievable. I mean, just amazing. And having pitched, I don't remember what the numbers were, I should have, it right? But he pitched like no innings all September, you know, because of the injury and because of his shortened start at the end of the season. I mean, he had barely pitched in September and to go out and do that, just spectacular.
3: P.S. Trevor Bauer is a giant, huge jack wagon. It is. It is true.
1: <laughs> the I mean, I honestly had to start looking away because I could not watch the shimmy that he would do coming off the mound. Or the tomahawk chop. or the tomahawk the... And look, I get it. Like you pitch that good. You get to do what you want. That's what and he said. was ours. Yeah. You know, I would probably feel differently about it. But God, it was just hard to watch.
2: But as Freddie said, you were like, in like you said, you sort of quoted him. If you get to do that, you know, if you pitch that well, you get to do that. But I don't care. I'm glad we got the win. Yeah, totally.
1: Um, So Chris Martin, who you know, four to eight hours ago we were worried wouldn't even be on the roster and would be injured, comes in and looks the picture of health and goes one, two, three, which just you know, um, taking the long view is huge for the team that he's. Healthy and looking good. Um, Bauer still in in the eighth faces two batters, taken out with Acuna coming up, you know, doing the chop. We talked about that. Acuna, of course, strikes out. Melanson, who this was something we talked about last week. We were worried, you know, he has not looked good the last few weeks. He looks as sharp as he's looked in the top of the ninth um, all month. One, That's- two, three, a strikeout. He looked
2: great. Has Melanson – does Snicker ever use Melanson outside of the ninth? I know I didn't look this up. I meant to, but, like, it could be a 47-inning game and Melanson would come in in the ninth and pitch one inning.
1: Yeah, does, I mean, you know, Snicker has – I know. He Snicker has his, has truly dipped his toe into, look, this is a high-leverage situation. I'm going to bring someone in. He doesn't really do that with Melanson much. It's true.
2: No. He's like, you're this person and you're in this box. You will do this. And to Melanson's credit, largely has delivered. Yep. And, I mean, but seriously, looked so good today.
1: Um, Right? Nothing happens in the bottom of the ninth after Freeman's walk because three strikeouts followed after Freeman's leadoff walk. Top of the tenth, Will Smith comes in, and this concerns me. Why? Because Smith has not looked great. Smith, who gives up home runs. The Reds, who really only score by home run. You know they want to bring in a lefty, but you've got Minter there. I'm expecting Minter in the tenth, but Will Smith comes in, and he comes in and looks as good as he has all season. Two strikeouts and a ground out. I mean, he just looked. He, See, he just looked so sharp. Um, Lucas Sims, of course, comes in and and you know Boo. Curtis, I think you would, would texted about. Look, this would be great. We you know we win against Sims, who was talking crap about you know the braves not being able to develop pitchers and all that stuff earlier this season he strikes out a million guys we do not (laughs) win against lucas sims um the 11th will smith is back out there to face lefty tucker barnhout strikes him out and replaces and is replaced by O'Day. and then the drama starts Mm -hmm. right he strikes out the first guy he faces but then gives up a double to castellanos intentionally walks vado um, Right. He's a lefty. You set up the force, but then he unintentionally walks, walks Suarez and the bases are loaded. Income Tyler Matzek, who's, of course, this great story already coming back from the yips and not having pitched for a few years. He strikes out Moustakis. Amazing. Right. And so that inning, this is the 11th. My oldest and I are watching the game and we're both like, if we get out of the 11th, man. We're winning in the bottom of the 11th. We both are just sure of it. (laughs) And, of course, you know, one, two, three. Strikeouts in the inning. In the bottom of the 11th. Um, Top of the 12th, immediate trouble for Matzik. Consecutive singles. It's first and third no out. And then three strikeouts to get out of the inning. I mean, just amazing. The way that the Braves' bullpen was able to bear down all game. It was just, it was, you know... It was art out there.
2: Yes. I mean, Matzik got out of two jams, one created by himself. I mean, he was just, uh, uh, I, that when, after his second single and he's still pitching, I, I, that's where I, the wheels fell off for me mentally. I'm like, there's just, there's no way. That's yeah, what, totally.
1: That's the 12th was, was the end.
2: Yeah. The end.
1: When it was first and third, no out, there was just, well, you know, they're going to score and we're probably not going to score in the bottom. And, and here we are again.
2: Yeah. Did you mention did we mention the twenty one strikeouts? Like Bauer had thirteen of them. We still had eight strikeouts against their bullpen. We just were horrible today offensively. I think we were well, tight. The,
3: the stretch of Duval, Swanson, Marcaicus, that's um nine strikeouts
1: right there. Yeah,
3: and then Riley. So that's right at uh, three. twelve. Yeah. Twelve strikeouts right there
1: between those four guys. Did we mention that despite all this, we won somehow? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. I still, just, I still cannot. All right. So, top of 13 and more mess, Shane Green comes in. He strikes out Castellanos, but then a single, a wild pitch, and a single later. It's first and third. And also, more questionable base running, right? Vado's on second when there's that second stri- uh, single, and he must get a bad read on it or something because he never even, there's never a chance he's getting home. So it's first and third In comes Minter, who walks the first batter. He sees <sighs> bases loaded strike out of Aquino, and then a ground out to end it. Another enormous escape. I mean, all these day. guys are putting up the, you know, the biggest, um, moments of their careers in this game and delivering.
3: Yeah. The only guy that really did not look great was green. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, there's so many situations where guys who sometimes don't have the best control, like Mentor, you know, I mean, base is loaded. He walks a guy and we're all of a sudden losing. And just he's I mean, you can't take away what Mentor has done and meant to this team this year. It's just a, it's that's just such a, such a great story. Matsick is a great story. Duvall is a great story. Mentor is right there with those other guys. I mean, last year, we weren't sure that we would ever see him
1: pitch for the Braves again. Oh, no doubt. And then bottom of the 13th, Markekis, he of the 164 batting average in September, leads off with a single, followed by a single by Riley, more Riley. Acuna grounds out, and then Freddie Freeman, walk-off
2: single to win it. And And Freddie MV Freeman. And
1: it's just... No. Oh, my God. Hammy, that was like, how did you even... <laughs> really, I've, 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 Trademark I've,
2: that. I'm,
3: I'm calling
1: to print t-shirts. That's
2: Put that on a koozie.
1: <laughs> and and just like that, with that single from Freddie, the entire postseason looks and feels different. You know? <sighs> I mean, how just devastated would we be Don't even heading ask into that question. a do or die tomorrow?
2: Oh. I thought you were going to say, how devastated would we be if we won tonight then lost in the next two games? Now, I guess I no, asked the question. Thanks a lot.
1: I mean, not to jump ahead to the end of the show, but we're winning this series now. All right, well, let's save it.
2: Jinxes be damned. I mean, seriously. All right, save it. And I called right, it in so, two games, so I'd I I'd be a flopper if I changed my mind.
1: So some other like crazy stuff from the game. We talked about the Braves striking out 21 times. They went one for 10 with runners in scoring position. The Reds struck out 16 times and went one for 12 runners in score position. Of course, did not hit or did not score on that one hit. That was the Votto um, when he was at second. Um, before today's game, the postseason record for strikeouts, you know, combined in a game was 34. So we're trailblazing here. <laughs> Almost by ourselves. <laughs> With 37. Um <laughs> Freeman's, this is great, Freeman's walk-off single was the first walk-off RBI for the Braves in the postseason since 4 NLDS Game 2. Fuki walk-off homer against the Astros. Wow. Wow. Yeah.
3: I also, the, the first walk-off against the Reds since Carlton Fisk had a
1: home run against them in 1975 of Game 6 of the World Series. Yeah, the famous... Body English as he's running up first base. Yeah, amazing. Um, This is the first game in postseason history to be scoreless through 11 innings. And then, just, you know, with our Trevor Bauer love, he is the first pitcher with an outing of 12-plus strikeouts, zero walks, zero runs allowed in a postseason game.
3: To lose.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um. Amazing. So, guys, final thoughts on this game? We
2: won. Oh, I'm so happy. I mean, <laughs> I'm
1: just so, <laughs> so earnestly happy about it. Just, you know, I just can't because it's it. so,
2: I mean, you just see it like the Cubs are in a hole all of a sudden, right? Having a face, a tough starting pitcher, right? He's young. Um, you know the twins were the better team, maybe, and just like that, it's over. Uh, we t- and um, I think we were texting back and forth. But if you lose the first game, I think it's in the postseason. Seventy-five percent of the time, you lose the series. So it was, it was do or die, as much as it could be without actually being do or die. And and we won it. Thank God.
3: Well, especially in a three-game series. I mean, it's it's almost a foregone conclusion. It seems like. I, that you're going to lose the series if you lose game one and how many of the, the winners yesterday were the higher seed. I think it was only one yeah. um, was the Rays. The rest of the teams were all the the lower seeds. And I, it seemed like it carried over today too. I don't, I didn't see what happened with that Padres game, but they were losing. Um, but the Braves, I mean, that's just, this is also history that the Braves are trying to break. I mean, they are 11-4 and four in a series when they win game one. They're 3-17 and 17 when they lose game one. Um, we all know that they're trying to not be the team that has the record for most uh, postseason losses in a row, um, series losses in a row. I forget what it even is now, 11 or 12, something like that. So, I think it's West, 10 and
1: were the, we're the biggest active streak.
3: Yeah, well, I think 11 would be a major league record to lose 11 straight post-game series, postseason series. Um but um, you know, last year when they won game 3, collectively we thought, okay, this is the moment that they've broken through. This is the moment we can start to feel positive about that this team and that this is there's something new and different, a new dynamic about this team. Winning this game today really feels like this actually is the moment when we've sort of crossed the Rubicon towards greater things ahead. Um, And who knows how far (laughs) they're going to get. It's going to be tough with um, the young starting pitching and the potential that the Braves get struck out 21 times every single time they go out there against these starting pitchers. But um, I, I genuinely do feel like we go out and win tomorrow
1: and win big tomorrow. I agree. Ham, are you laughing like, oh, you silly, optimistic fool? Well,
2: let's just hold on. I mean, it is only <laughs> one game in a 60 game. I mean, Ham, game. we're basically in the NLCS. <laughs> we just – we're we're on the <laughs> cliff of being the Dodgers. Um, I didn't say any of that. I'm just talking no, about – No, no, like, here, Kurt, Kurtis, I no. I hear you, Curtis. No, I'm just saying what's in my mind, Kurt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a wonky season, right? And I mean, it's sort of everything. But it doesn't matter, right? This is the series we have to win. The stakes are the same, and – um. We have a history as a franchise of losing that these games. And at some point, you know, if the we had all this young starting pitching, we had all this hope for the future, at some point you sort of have to turn the corner, right, and start winning when it matters. And uh we won when it mattered today. So Kurt, I'm with you, you know. It, well,
3: and it's also like the the way you lose these games. I mean the Braves just lose so many heartbreaking Games, whether it's the infield fly rule game or the Brooks Conrad game or game four last year when they could not get a hit to save their lives to win that game. You know, I mean, it's just time and time and time again where um, it's not just losses. They're just soul crushing losses. And um, so this year, the Reds get to to have that hung on them. And hopefully tomorrow, you know, they are not able to come back from this heartbreaking loss that they had to suffer today
1: then again and we did win problem and we haven't been able
2: to say that in a long time totally absolutely then, then again we did win game one All against right, the cardinals we, last uh, year just want to say what's it. that we did win game one against the cardinals last year let's just not forget that
1: we did not win we did not win
2: game one. Oh, we no, no no that was when chris martin got hurt oh right right, right 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 yeah. sorry We won game two and three. Yes. Whatever. We've been up before. Maybe is my point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Before we talk about tomorrow's game, let's take a quick break.
0: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I
1: never win and tell.
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Alright, so guys, the Braves used seven pitchers out of the bullpen today. They didn't touch Grant Dayton. Or Josh Tomlin or Jacob Webb. So, you know, a question I have is is anyone off limits out of the pen tomorrow? I mean, Smith and Matzik both went the longest at one and a third innings. Matzik threw the most pitches at twenty-four, Smith at nineteen. I would guess that both of those guys are off limits.
2: Any worry about Martin?
1: Everybody else is in. What happened?
2: Well, Martin threw an inning. I mean, I he was just his health, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's not the first one to go in there because I know that he was just sort of back to form.
1: Yeah, it's true. But, you know, Martin, I think, was like 11 pitches. I mean, Minter and O'Day were next at like 16 and 15, respectively, pitches. That's that's directionally close. Sure. Um, we're stats light
2: on this show.
3: Well, <laughs> but you also got to figure that Martin and Melanson and Green – I mean, they've all been closers. Will Smith. So, you know, they're used to having to pitch innings, maybe an inning, regardless of if they throw 19 or 12 pitches day after day. I mean, that's been their job. We're,
1: so yeah. you figure these guys can probably bounce back if need be. Well, Hopefully and after we- that weird week, you know, a month ago when – Snitker wouldn't pitch any of the, you know, the good guys, if you know, if we weren't leading. He then started to pitch them on on consecutive days. Smith and Green and Melanson all threw eleven pitches apiece. Yeah. Sorry, Green, Melanson, Martin uh, pitched three, uh, pitched eleven pitches apiece. So, I would think we could see all those guys tomorrow.
2: Yeah, and probably. I mean. I think Snicker should treat it like a, a, an elimination game anyway, right? Don't get yep. it to a third game where something fluky can happen or, you know, you Sonny Gray all of a sudden has one of those moments that he's supposed to always be having. Um, and let's just win tomorrow, you know. And, you know, some props to Snicker who who
1: managed a hell of a game today. You know, I mean, he, he used the bullpen well and – you know, pinch ran when he should, I mean, like he, he, he managed a good game.
2: Agree. Yeah. And he put us in a place where he, you know, our best player was up and we, he won. Right. So absolutely.
3: And he talked about, I don't know if you guys heard those comments. Um, anybody that watched the game heard a rod talking about putting a bunt down about 10,000 times. Um, and Snitker addressed that in the post game and was like, look, you know, we don't bunt a lot. And, um, you know, you have guys like uh, Dansby Swanson coming up who are super clutch and, um, you know, it, don't hit into a lot of double plays. And I, I forget exactly what he was saying. I mean, he he clearly stated that he had considered all options and decided to roll the dice and let guys hit. Um and sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't, but it wasn't like he was oblivious to the fact that he should be throwing down bunts and moving guys over
1: like old school National League Baseball. Well, not to mention a runner at first with zero outs, you have a higher run expectancy than a guy second with one out. Like, A-Rod, you know, look up some numbers. Right. He said, not knowing how many pitches anybody threw, but you get my point. <laughs> right.
2: That's somebody and else's A-Rod. job. A Roger A-Rod look up the Steve. numbers, not you, yeah, Steve. Yeah, I mean,
1: my God, he, he gets paid
2: for what <laughs> yeah. he does. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um, Snitker also put together the best lineup that he could today, um, and and of course that includes Darno, um, catching and and Ozuna at DH. So Darno caught twelve innings today. Do you think that that he catches tomorrow or do you no. like say, hey, we have you know, we have a game. Um, Got to get flowers out there. Don't want to burn Darno out. We would have Darno if we have a decisive third game on Friday. I'm guessing we see flowers. Ham, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's I mean, you can always bring Darno back in, but I I, I totally agree.
1: Yeah, Curtis, you see it any different? No, and I mean, Contreras
3: is on the uh, roster, too, not expecting that he would start. But if for some reason you came into a situation where you needed a third catcher, they've got one on their roster. So, um, But yeah, I'm sure it'll be Flowers.
1: And look, Flowers will bat eighth or ninth. Dansby and Riley. Marquegas will move up, I would think. Um, move those strike ups, strikeouts up in the order. <laughs> exactly. So, by the you know, we didn't even talk about the, um, the roster that no Ender, no Luke, uh, Pache there. Yeah. Contreras there. Like, you know, all the stuff that all of us armchair front office guys like to talk about on Twitter, the Braves actually did like all the stuff that I think we would say you should do that. Like they actually did. And, you know, so another tip of the cap to them.
2: Maybe they just had, they caught up on some shows. Possibly, it's been a while. Maybe you know they're busy. They're busy. The
3: one where Ham dared to infer that Steve and I know less than the Braves front office.
2: <laughs> I, ch- I said, fam. I said maybe, maybe the same, same amount. I didn't. <laughs> no, want to that's say, not I, what you said. I, you said I inferred. That's your judgment, no, not mine. Yes, right. And you how about Pache scoring the winning run after all that? <laughs> you gotta love and Panda. Um, like that was like I was like, did I? I felt like I had dreamt that headline because I was sort of flying. I was Like, is Panda really a brave?
1: But,
3: yeah, on the postseason roster. Yeah. Well, with, you know, with
1: Camargo. Right. I mean, it it gives them versatility. I think the Panda thing they they became much more motivated to do when they saw Hvaria struggle in the field in the final week. He's a switch hitter, so he gives you another lefty. I mean, look, he may be no good but it is at least another lever to pull that they wouldn't have had before. I, you know, I get it. Sure. Sure. Why not? So
3: Culberson, (laughs) in
1: case we need another piece out of the bullpen, they brought, put Charlie Culberson on the postseason roster. So guys tomorrow, um, Ian Anderson out there, closing thoughts, Curtis, what do you think? I don't know. What, what do you think we, what, what do you think happens tomorrow? um, I think we win big. I, I
3: I don't know that Anderson is going to be able to match Max Reed today, but Castillo's last start, he lost 7-3. to Now, before that, he had gone 4-0 with a 126 ERA. Um, he is very good, too. But this is his first postseason start. I think that he makes some mistakes early. We get on him. Uh, their bullpen has got to be beleaguered, too. So um, I think Anderson pitches well enough uh, that, he holds us in the game and and we come out and score six or seven runs tomorrow and win and sweep the series.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Like there's even, you know, it changes things even more for Anderson than he's going in there with a win. Um, and not in this do or die situation. He can, he can just settle in and pitch. I think he has a great game. I do think the offense breaks out. I think that just like we have seen many, many years, Where the Braves are sort of broken by a you know a gutting soul crushing loss, I think there's real potential for that from the Reds tomorrow. I just yeah I think we roll tomorrow. Ham?
2: Yeah, I think Ian Anderson. You know I think he's just different. I think he's got ace stuff, and I think he sees the need to sort of you know long game today. Uh, Lots of pitchers pitched, um, even though we're not exactly sure how long, Um, but just to pick it up and just dominate. Um, I think. Uh, the moment won't be too big for him. Um, I think the Braves will get some runs early, Uh, you know, one or two or something, just get one across to sort of ease the pressure. And I bet he really coasts and has a gem. I bet it's five to one. That's my prediction for the score.
1: I I was thinking six to one, and maybe that was because we were texting that with each other. I don't remember. Um, But yeah, I feel like six to one tomorrow. Yeah. So guys, it took us 14 years, but we've done our first same day postseason game wrap-up show and that was fun
2: did we do it was fun full stop did we do a show the night that we finally blew the 13 game lead or whatever it was in freddy's last season freddy gonzalez's last season well i know i certainly know we talked about it a time. <laughs> I, know. I just was wondering if this was like um the opposite of that <laughs> Like we finally, you know, because we've had, there's been, you know, we've dipped our toe in the postseason on this show and obviously, and then it burned off. But um, what was like the lowest point uh, show? And uh, because this feels like a pretty good one, I would say, you know, this is a good one. Um,
1: (laughs) And with that, that is the show. Okay. Never mind. We'll we'll
2: go, we'll we'll do that in our, our whatever retrospective show later. Sorry. Uh,
1: Well, we will be back tomorrow. Right. Wrap up game
2: two. No show Friday.
1: Um, yeah. Right. No go. No show Friday because we will have swept on Thursday. Um, and that's it, folks. You can find us at Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. You can always find us at atlantabaseballtalk.com. dot com. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at ATLBaseballTalk and to like us on Facebook. Thanks again for listening, and go Braves!
0: Thanks for listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk, your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. To find new shows, to post in our forum, or to send a comment, please visit us at atlantabaseballtalk.com. How do we-